0: Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 137, What Makes a Person Free? You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome back to Changeable. Changeable. So the title of this episode was taken from a question that was posed on our little school of big change forum this week. And it's such a good question. And the conversation that, um, that kind of led from this one really excellent, really honest question, um, was so, so good. So I wanted to, to bring it here. So to give you a little background, um, someone, I'll call her Laura, pose the question, what makes someone free? Um, after hearing all kinds of things, of course, but in particular, maybe last week's uh, episode with Missy. So I shared Missy's change story. A couple of weeks before that, uh, we had Stacy's change story, which I think is equally amazing. There's so many good change stories. Two weeks before that was someone else's. So, you know, like... I'm looking out for people who have really seen something that sticks with them. And and the people who are on sharing their change stories, the people who are out in the world not sharing their change stories, but have been really impacted by seeing more about who they are and how their experience works. Like, I, I, They're nowhere in the criteria at all is that um, they're always happy that their habit or issue has it doesn't show up honestly, like that's not even a thing, so um Missy shared I think in her episode that she still feels anxious, and of course, right like that's it, it wouldn't even be anywhere on the list of criteria that means nothing. she's human being, and I would expect that she would feel stuff at times, same with Stacy, same with everyone that we talk to, same with me um so that that's not even in the equation, but but you know what's cool is when we we've seen something about what's going on, what our experience is made of that yes, we get caught up and we fall into it, but we also kind of have this this bigger perspective that I think maybe one of the key things is that we we're okay with feeling what we feel, like we can have a panic attack and we can get all caught up or we can have a binge after we hadn't for a long time or whatever and it and it looks more like. Oh yeah, that I got caught up. I'm human. I felt some stuff. I did when I did. And less like, oh my gosh, I'm back to square one. I don't get a thing. Now again, the, the words are kind of uh making this sound a little black or white or you know, like I don't actually have any real criteria. But to me, like that's a that that something, I mean, that's huge, right? When we can be fully human because what choice do we have? That's not going away. But you can sense in someone, you can feel it when it's you, that your experience of being human is significantly different than it was. Not in, again, not in what shows up, not in how, not in the feelings that are there or any of that, not in the way it might look to an outsider, but you know it, you feel it. So, Laura posed this awesome question um, after hearing Missy's change story in particular, but again, she's part of our community, so she's hearing all of this all the time, as many of you are um, and And I just thought it was so great because here so so a little background Laura, she's just struggles with anxiety, particularly around driving um, and that's kind of all you need to know. So she she feels like, hey, my anxiety hasn't gone away. What's up with that? You know, like things should be different for me. And what happened there? Like, like how she she could see someone else's story. And then it occurs to her, hey, what makes a person free? Cause I'm not there yet, is just so awesome and so worth looking at. So of course, our mind sees someone else. It, it instantly, and even when we aren't seeing someone else, our mind might, might be just doing this on its own. It's creating images. It's creating expectations. It's telling stories about what freedom looks like. Very importantly, it then convinces you, in with or without words, but it convinces you that it didn't just make that up. Like, I didn't just make up that I have this expectation for freedom. Of course, this is what freedom looks like. So this is the piece where it's like our mind, you know, thought creates these ideas, thought creates these expectations and then says, I didn't do it. Obviously, obviously, look at Missy, look at Stacy, listen to them. Obviously, they have something I don't have. And I think this piece is so important because again, this is the part that is often invisible to us we might in theory know that our mind makes stuff up but then it rushes in with all this evidence and says no but th- but this is real i mean look look at them <laughs> look at how they're glowing and look at me i don't feel glowy therefore th- this is not thought created and of course it is of course it is it can't be anything else so then from there our mind concludes well i'm missing something they have something i don't have and in a sense, they do, but it's not what we think. So this might be hard to talk about. So bear with me. But um, when when your mind decides they have something that you don't have, all like when that looks true, I mean, all that can happen is we keep seeing evidence for it. That's not all that can happen, but that's what happens naturally, right? We and this is happening again, not just in this context, but all the time in all of life. Our mind makes something up, decides, oh, this is how I should feel, or that person sees more than I do, or I should be able to drive without a safe person by now, or whatever our conclusion is. Our mind then says, hey, I didn't conclude that. That's obvious truth. And then we go through life with with that belief sort of in there, with the lens, with the lens of that thinking there, just seeing, yep, That's true. There it is. See, it is over here. Yep, I was right. We're not looking for what we don't see. We're looking for evidence of what we do see. And we're not doing this consciously, of course, but this is just what our mind is doing when something looks real. It just gives us more of it. So in a sense, when I said like in a sense, Laura is kind of right when she looks at Missy or Stacey or anybody in the world and says, they they look freer than i feel they have something i don't have but they don't have any special freedom that laura doesn't have what they have or what laura has let's say is thinking that says i don't have what they have this <laughs> this is starting to feel very uh very wordy and i don't want it to but let me say it this way. The only, thi- the only difference, the only difference between Laura and Missy is that Laura has some thinking there, visible or not, saying, I don't have it. I'm missing something. I should feel this way. And Missy in any given moment doesn't have that. Now, the, those thoughts show up for Missy, I'm sure, and for all of us. But in that moment when Missy's glowing and Laura's saying, hey, how come I don't look like that? That's what's going on. Not that Laura is actually missing anything. Not that she, not that there's some secret hidden door that she doesn't have the key to and everyone else does. Not at all. But what we feel is what's moving through us in any given moment. And then the next thought moves through and then the next thought moves through. So when what's moving through, it's no It's no more stable or long lasting than that. There's no like truth that we feel. We just feel where our mind's going moment by moment by moment. So in more moments than not, Laura's mind might be saying, again, consciously or unconsciously, yeah, you're missing it. You're missing the boat. You should feel different. You should be able to drive without a partner, like all the stuff that her mind might be saying. And it just looks like absolute truth and it leads her to feel not so hot. And... And so she's right in a sense, when she looks at Missy and says, "Hey, Missy looks like she's feeling pretty hot, and I don't feel so hot right now. Well, yes, but again, not because there's some magic insight or some magic doorway, like like Missy's mind just isn't saying those things in that moment, so in this conversation, as it unfolded on our forum, um, so much awesome stuff kind of came up and and you know, I just loved the question, first of all, what makes a person free? And my mind went to like, you know, two ways we can look at this. We can we can talk about that in general. So in general, what is it that allows anyone to kind of just see beyond what they saw before? You know, and, and we'll talk about that. Um, and that's helpful. It's great, but it's it in general. And and the other path is a more personal path or, you know, for each of us on our own to see what is in the way of me feeling more free. So there's the in general path, which is helpful, but really what's ultimately helpful is that we get curious about this for ourselves. Like for me, what's going on, what's in the way, what misunderstanding do I not see around? What fear is there that looks so real? Or like, you know, where are their expectations I'm not seeing? So the in general path, um, I talk I feel like I talk about it all the time. We've talked about it a lot. I have a there's a really old podcast called Your Bud is too big, which I mean I just think is the coolest name. <laughs> <laughs> for a podcast, or it was originally a blog I post that I wrote. Isn't that good? Come on, your butt, butt with one T. By the way, your butt is too big, and and it's really addressing this question. It's it's looking at you know, yes, we live in this world of uh, this mind created, thought created experience that is so vivid and so sensory and so felt, so emotional and physical and all of that. And and we walk, we step through life feeling so much stuff just swirling and coming and going and changing and looking like it's coming at us from out there. And we understandably stare at it because it's visible it's visible, it's palpable, it's every bowl you can think of. Like it is, it is real, we feel it, we see it, we smell it, we taste it. And of course, of course we live in it. And it's very dramatic and it's very emotional. So our mind just keeps looking at what it can see. And we miss that the real world or a whole other reality, infinite realities are there beyond this little moment to moment, physically created experience that we're living in. That there's more more to life than how it looks to us in any given moment. So I think this is the biggest thing, hands down, that as, as I've seen people over the years, lots and lots and lots of people over the years, begin to shift from looking at, what they can physically see, mentally from what they believe to be true, who they think they are, how they think life works. When we start to acknowledge that that's there, but also acknowledge that we might be completely dead wrong about it, that we don't truly know anything, that that's just how it's looked for sure. It looks like life comes at us from the outside in. It looks like we are all these little separate beings walking around, you know, having our own little completely separate experience that we aren't one. All kinds of things look the way all kinds of things look, but that doesn't mean that's the way they are. That's not the end of the story. And especially when we're suffering, that suffering is is our wake-up call to say, hey, you're not seeing the end of the story. You're not seeing the big picture here. So that right there, if we had to, if I had to try to nail it down into an in general, that's it that's it our ability to to look toward the invisible look toward look away from what looks so compelling and open up to what we might discover beyond all of that and as people shared with Laura on our forum and Missy was one of them saying it's a great question you know and other people have asked too like why do you have all this freedom and i don't that's where the conversation went with with many people you know missy was saying on their when I started with these what if questions, and I started to ask like, "What if what my five senses are giving me and telling me is not the full truth? What if what if this looks like the worst thing that could ever happen to me, but it's actually the best?" Like just opening up with those questions. This is why a little school, a big change. If you if you've been through the six week course, you've probably been driven crazy with the what if questions, but you can't, you can't phone it in. <laughs> like you can't kind of just say, oh yeah, what if? That's interesting. When people really begin to get curious about that and it and it's not always easy because our mind is, there, we're up against all a lifetime of conditioning and our mind is very comfortable in what it thinks it knows. And we don't have to rip that away. Again, we don't have to that's why it's a what if. That's why we're not giving any answers. We're just looking to you to explore that on your own. But it's just as simple as what if there's more going on than meets the eye, than how I've thought it works. It, it really does start to shift people. So often, this is where your butt is too big kind of came in. You know, Often, when we feel like everyone else has freedom and we don't, what i see going on is we're staring at what's visible and we're trying to change it we're saying and this came up for laura in in our conversation as well that she she um she's seeing some stuff around her anxiety maybe even around her driving i know she has cuz i've been around her for a while um but she still feels more comfortable she said driving on the highway with someone in her car than without big deal. <laughs> but in Laura's mind that is a big deal. In Laura's mind that shouldn't be happening. Her mind made that up. Completely made it up that you're you know, you're better off, you should be in a place where you can you can drive the way I want to feel. Her mindset is I want to be able to just jump in the car and drive anywhere on the highway and never have a thought about it. Well, I mean that's a great wish. <laughs> but not not feeling that doesn't mean anything. That's just not how you feel. Like it doesn't have to mean anything big and bad, but in her mind it kind of did. So that was sort of her invisible that later became visible uh, kind of expectation, you know, that that led her to see, hey, I don't think I'm free. And then from there, all she can see is evidence of how she's not free. And then of course you feel horrible and you you appear and feel even less free as time goes on. It all starts with just something so simple that we don't see. So um, so in, in Your Butt is Too Big, it, it was all around, you know, kind of how we look at life. We look at, we look at how things appear to us, what's visible, and we say, this should be different and therefore I'll be more free, rather than setting aside everything we think we know and looking towards something that's not visible and again admittedly that's that's tough to do it's a lot tougher to do it's not as natural for us as it is to look at what we think we already know and then try to fix it but this is huge like this is a game changer to set aside how things appear and be curious about what we don't see not how to better what we do see so um I'm kind of making this up for Laura. Laura, I'm not saying that you're necessarily doing this, but often what people are doing is, again, their their mind is kind of just cataloging all the things that should be better by now. Oh, I shouldn't have had that binge. I should be free to just jump in the car and drive. I should this, I should that. And, and that's our but. <laughs> but I still feel this way. I must not be free. And when we stop staring at our butt and we look in another direction, we find all all kinds of new thought, all kinds of freedom, all kinds of interesting questions, brand new things to see that have been there the whole time. We were just staring at our butts too much. What if freedom has nothing to do with what you experience? Meaning. You can, as I've been saying, you can have the binge, have the panic attack, have the insecure thinking, all of that can show up. And, and what if that has, the, the presence of that stuff has zero to do with your freedom? I don't think many people think about it that way. <laughs> I just think that, you know, we again, we're so attuned to what we experience. This should have happened. This shouldn't. I felt this way, or I'm okay feeling a little depressed, but now it's gone on too long. You know, we're just so in our experience and thinking it's supposed to look and feel a particular way that all we're doing is thinking about it over and over again, and then wondering why we feel so bad. Well, that's the only reason we feel so bad—not because of what's showing up, because because we're judging it. We're not okay with it. We're thinking about it so much. We're making it mean something about us. But truly, I'm—and again, I've had so many of these conversations, not just on the podcast, but I mean, I had them all day, every day for for a decade, more than a decade now. I don't think freedom has anything to do with what shows up for us at all. I think freedom is more about us seeing that that's not us. Like we just, we just see more about the fact that we aren't, we aren't it. We aren't our experience. We aren't this little me experiencing stuff happening to me. Like we're, we're life. We're the space. We're the consciousness at it all. It's all welcome to move through. That's, that's where we start to feel a lot more free. So freedom is not what we think it is. You know, It's not the absence of anything. And, and it's not us feeling the way that we assume someone else feels because of how they look. So, so as we're looking in this different direction, as we're willing to say, yes, I, my mind creates ideas of how life should go and I think how, I know how life works, but I'm willing to be wrong about all of that. That's what puts us in a place to really have some huge shifts where we're humble and we're dumb, as I call it. Like we have to get dumb. I don't know how someone feels or what's showing up in their experience just because they're glowing on a podcast. Who knows? Doesn't, you know, I, I don't even want to make up what that might be like. And I think that, you know, that place of just humility and I don't know and, and, and we're all made of the same stuff. So let me look in a, I may look, look at that within myself rather than our minds comparing us to how someone else appears on the outside. That's when some really big things start to happen. So there was another comment and actually wasn't part of this conversation, but maybe influenced by it, um, where someone was sharing on the forum that, um, you know, that they, they don't see a ton of people radiating peace—the way that is, sort of supposedly promised. They see a lot of people kind of parroting these, you know, "you're just feeling your thinking" and all these little platitudes, um, but not really living it. And it, it was so interesting to me because I, I see both. I mean, I see that all the time, right? And I see people deeply at peace. And everything in between and who cares, you know, I think we're all in all of it. But what's interesting in that is it's a perfect illustration of how, again, we'll look without even realizing our mind is doing it and make all these assumptions about, about who's free and who's not and how their life goes and how they feel and and then of course we're not just doing that because we care about them it's all back on us we're only doing that we're only making judgments of other people so ultimately we can make some judgments about ourselves so you know oh they look this way and how does that stack up with how i feel and again just just notice that like we know in our gut when someone's faking it we can tell you know if someone's just parroting words but but who cares like like they're they're on their journey, right? They're on their journey, just seeing what they see, someone who looks like they're radiating peace, well, we don't know anything about that, especially what experience shows up through them, you know the next minute or the next hour, and we don't need to like that's where I think we get kind of caught up again in in some of our butts and and it can lead us to feel like we don't have the same freedom. When we do have the same freedom, we are the same freedom. There's no personal design for human beings. There's one universal design for human beings. We are all free and we think, and sometimes we think we aren't. And when we get caught up in all this comparison and how we think people are feeling, that just leads us to think that we aren't. But we are. We cannot not be free. We are all equally free. All equally free, we just see it in any given moment or we don't and and we keep looking like what helps so much again is just to continue being really dumb about it, really humble like, i don't know anything i don't know how things i don't know how that person's life is or how i'm supposed to feel or anything but i'm I'm curious about what's going on beyond how things look and beyond how my mind says this feeling's right or that feeling's wrong. So that kind of brings us back to looking at this in that more personal way. You know, we've been talking about the in generals, but for you listening to this, get curious about this for yourself. Like to the extent that you don't feel as free as you'd like to feel, why? I mean, I can tell you why <laughs> that you're believing something that isn't true, but get curious about that for yourself. Like, what am I, what looks absolutely solid to me and maybe it isn't? What am I, How how is my mind comparing me to someone else or how is my mind creating expectations for how I should feel that I'm not quite seeing? These are hard questions because we're looking for the absence of something rather than the presence of something. So your mind's going to hate it. So don't let your mind answer these questions. That will be a disaster. Please don't do that. But just get curious about it. Like, huh, what, you know, where am I looking at something and totally believing I'm right about it or thinking I know how something works? and, and, And how can I kind of look past that you know what what can i see that i don't currently see i don't know you'll come up with your own sort of questions but but be curious about that what if the way things appear is not at all the end of the story what if all of your suffering is nothing but a loving pointer back toward what's really true and what's really going on when you sit with those questions for yourself, what am I afraid of in being free? Like whatever question occurs to you, let it bubble up and then let and then let some insight around that bubble up as well. Again, please don't give this to your intellect because you'll feel it. If you ask these questions and you uh, suddenly get caught up in your head and feel horrible, then just stop asking the questions because that just means your mind's trying to answer them. But but when we just kind of put them out there and we don't try to answer them we just let an answer show up if it wants to i think we start to see so much for ourselves personally around this and hopefully listening to stories like this does that as well again just hearing how laura was so awesome to put that question out there like hey i'm just being honest here i don't i don't think i feel the way missy looks <laughs> i mean that's huge it's it's amazing that she would put that out there and then let us all speak to it and let a conversation unfold around that and she ended up seeing where her mind was creating stuff and hopefully just in listening to to me replay the whole thing for you here uh, the same thing is happening for you because again there there is no question that we are all free we're just either looking in the direction of it or we're looking in a different direction The Little School of Big Change Spring 2021 course is now open. I love this week. The students are in there. They're so excited. They're watching the early lessons and meeting each other on the forum, starting to get some support. So today, March 1st, is opening day and enrollment is open only until Thursday, March 4th at midnight Eastern time. If you want to get a ton of your own what-if questions. If you want my support, the support of my coaches in helping you look beyond how things appear, how things look, and looking toward the freedom that is already there for you, we would absolutely love, 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 love to support you. It is our honor. We get so excited to help the people through this course and So much happens in six weeks. So much starts to really, really open up for people. So check it out, littleschoolbigchange.com. Don't wait too long. Again, enrollment closes this Thursday, March 4th at midnight Eastern time. And the next course won't be until the fall. So I hope to see you there.